This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday, which means it's happy hour with Bobby DePaul, courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation. And Bobby D, as we always do, explain the song. This week, one of the top teams in the NFC will hit the road for the fourth time this year. The Lions are undefeated at 3-0 on the road, beating teams like Kansas City, Green Bay, and last week at Tampa Bay. The fans of Motown and the Motor City are so fired up, they have taken the show on the road and filled the stands with silver and blue. If you're superstitious, is week seven the lucky number for the Ravens to Mm. finally put it all together? Or is the writing on the wall and the Lions streak continues? So let's talk some Ravens football. All right, let's dig a little deeper on these Motown cats. Uh, how big of an issue do you think Jared Goff and play action could be in this one, Bobby? The Ravens have only faced 31 snaps in play action all season, second fewest in the NFL. Haven't been tested that way, and Goff seems to be a master at it. The good news is the Ravens just faced a big play action team last week against you know Tennessee's Ryan Tannehill and Big Henry, and the Ravens' defense passed that test with flying colors. I think the biggest difference between the Titans and the Lions is the play of the Lions' offensive line. You know, the Lions' offensive line, to me, looks like they're the best in the NFL right now, especially on the edges with uh, left tackle Taylor Decker and right tackle Panay Sewell. Sewell, he might, be, he might just be the best offensive tackle in football, period. He's playing that well based off the tape that I've watched. You know, the Ravens are facing a different animal this week, so relying on Superhuman efforts like the one Jadavian Clowney put together last week will be tough to duplicate. Mm-hmm. To me, you know, defending the pass on first down will be the key. You know, Jared Goff is ranked second in the NFL with 120.7 quarterback rating, and he has already thrown five touchdown passes on first down alone. He only, ha- you know, he's only thrown 11 for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, 20, you know, 22, per- you know, percent of the passes thrown on first down are with play action. They're, they rank eighth in the NFL. So that is the key down for the play fake, especially the Ravens safeties, you know, for the Ravens safeties and linebackers. You know, I think Mike um, McDonald will be ready to mix in his play action blitzes both inside and off the edge to help pressure that play fake. The last thing Mike wants to do is to have Jared Goff having a lot of time and sitting in the pocket. I mean, he does not want that. If Jared Goff has a clean pocket to throw from, he will pick the Ravens apart. He's getting to his second, third options on a lot of these throws based off the tape I've watched, and that could be a, you know, that could make for a long day on defense if that's happening. 
Bobby D, it looks like it's going to be Jameer Gibbs as the main running back. David Montgomery is out. Does that mean more Mr. Outside stuff? Thoughts on their running game production? Down, it, it, It's a little down from last year. No, Jamal Williams, who had that big touchdown year a year ago. You know, when the Lions built their, you know, built their team, the biggest investments were directed to the trend, you know, to the trenches. The Lions have three first round draft picks on the offensive line. Bookend offensive tackles, Taylor Decker and Panay Sol, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. along with their starting center, uh, Frank Ratnow. This team was built to block. It reminds me of, of a Big Ten Midwest team like mm. Michigan or Ohio State. Offensive coordinator Ben Johnson worked with Dan Campbell in Miami, and Campbell was heavily influenced by Bill Parcells when he played tight end, you know, at the Cowboys for Bill. The Lions have taken on the characteristics of their head coach, a tough, hard-nosed, win-in-the-trenches type mentality. It's all on tape. The problem the Ravens have defended against this year's first-round pick, Jamal Gibbs, is it really doesn't take long for Gibbs to find a crease and hit the hole. He has explosive speed to make quick cuts, burst through the hole. Jamal Gibbs is very similar to the Titans running back, Tyje Spears, who I talked mm. about last week, mm-hmm. you know, how the Titans used to use him as slot receiver. You know, before Gibbs' injury against Green Bay a couple of weeks ago, they were actually using him, just like Spears, as a slot receiver, okay? And then he had the hamstring injury, so he's, you know, he's two weeks removed from that. You know, the Ravens will need to gain tackle and keep Gibbs bottled up inside out and force him to run to the sidelines. The Ravens need to, to you know, they need to deny the cutback alley and force him to run sideways. The Lions also have a bigger back. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but it's number 13, Greg Reynolds. You know, if they need some inside power, especially mm-hmm. in short yardage, you know, I don't, he's been on that injury list too, so we'll see where that goes. They also have used wide receiver Khalif Raymond at running back. So he's available to, you know, to kind of take some attempt, rushing attempts outside if they want some more speed. You know, it wouldn't really surprise me if the Lions would use the you know, receivers a little more, you know, in those speed sweeps and stuff to get outside just to take some rushing attempts away from Gibbs since he, you know, since mm-hmm. he, like I said, he's only two, two weeks removed from the Packers game. You know, the Lions will have to have a plan if Gibbs goes down a second time with that uh, hamstring. Bobby, they've kind of got their version of the triplets in the passing game now that Jameson Williams is back from his gambling suspension and got his legs under him a little bit more. They've got the rookie tight end, Laporta. they got St. Brown, who's really sort of their engine and keeps things going. And Williams, how do you think McDonald should approach this trio? You know, the first thing you want to do when you're defending and you know, designing a scheme for your next opponent, you know, is what is the level of talent and what is the, the player being asked to do by the opposing coach? We talked about Jameis Winston. You know, really, he's only caught four balls, you know, after that, you know, four-week suspension coming back from gambling. So they're slowly working him into the lineup. He, he, he's only caught four balls for 55 yards. He did catch a big one mm-hmm. last week for 45 yards for a touchdown. You know, that touchdown against the Bucks was a broken assignment, and Williams slipped behind the secondary for the score. The bottom line is this kid can run and he can take the top off the coverage. So the first thing the Ravens have to defend with him is the deep ball. Don't allow him to get behind the coverage like the Bucks did last week. I'm sure offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, you know, he's going to set up that mm-hmm. deep ball with some quick horizontal screens, just like what, you know, just to give opportunities for Williams to run after the catch. You know, a guy was clocked at four two four 
in the 40 coming out of, uh, uh, out of college in last year's draft. So that's, that's pretty fast, guys. You know, one of the first things a cornerback, you know, wants to know when you give him a scouting report is can the guy run by me? You know, when I was uh, in charge of advanced scouting for the Philadelphia Eagles years ago, cornerback Troy Vincent, he used to ask, you know, ask that question every week. Can the guy run by me? That's all he really cared about was could the guy run by him. Mm. The Lions' second-round pick tight end number 87, uh, Sam Laporta, out of Iowa is very similar to Mark Andrews. Not as big as Mark, but is quicker and faster. So, again, defending that deep seam ball down the middle field will be big. Ben Johnson does a great job utilizing the whole field, getting the ball to his tight end. The next big route to, you know, the Ravens got to defend mm-hmm. is that deep over route. You know, the Ram, uh, the Ravens are accustomed, you know, the fans are accustomed to seeing, you know, Mark Andrews yep. catch that route. Defense has done a great job cross keying that tight end over route. And the Lions have a very nice uh, sit down route adjustment in the middle field. So both, Golf and Laporta, are, you know, they're getting a lot of mileage with that adjustment. Uh, I'm sure the Ravens will be ready seeing that on tape. Wide receiver number 14, Amon, uh, Amon Ron St. Brown, is, is, is really their short to intermediate possession receiver. You know, he's got great hands. He can catch the ball in traffic. He's tough. He's a lot like Texans wide receiver Robert Woods. Very mm. reliable hands. Laporta, listen to this, Laporta, and St. Brown account for almost 50% of the pass receiving production by the Lions. So these guys, these are the guys you got to deal with, if you, you know, if you're the Ravens secondary. More with Ultimate Football Guide, Bobby DePaul, next here on The Fan. We're back with Bobby DePaul here on a Friday. And Bobby D, is this a matter of just chipping Aiden Hutchinson at all costs because Ronnie Stanley's probably going to need help with him, let alone Morgan Moses? What else stands out about their defensive line? You know, I mentioned earlier that when the Lions built this team, they built it by directing a heavy investment towards the trenches, and, and that includes the defensive line. Defensive end number 97, Aiden Hutchinson, was the second pick in the 2022 NFL draft. He has definitely lived up to those expectations being picked that high. This guy's relentless. He's all over the field. Keep in mind, this guy is 6'7", 270 pounds. He runs like a linebacker when he pursues the ball. I mean, it's really fun to watch when I'm watching the tape. Probably not so fun, you know, for the Ravens when, or who's ever responsible for blocking this guy. So, really, who is responsible for, you know, blocking this guy based off the, uh, you know, what it will come down to is, is, is what personnel the Ravens will deploy on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, if you guys recall, when the Ravens played Pittsburgh, I recommended trying to keep the Steelers in base defense because I like that those matchups, okay? It's the same thing with the Lions. When the Lions play their base 3-4 defense, Aiden Hutchinson aligns it right outside linebacker in that package, and that's where he lines up. So what does that mean for the offense? It isolates Hutchinson aligned on the right side, and it matches him up against the Ravens' best player, Ronnie Stanley. He's one of the highest-paid guys on the roster, guys, okay? So he needs to earn his money. When the Lions play nickel, Hutchinson, he lines up over there on the left side, or he can line up defensive tackle. And they show a big tendency to get real exotic with their pass rushing scheme, meaning it's unpredictable, mm-hmm. okay? When you, when, you have to, uh, when you have to block a great player, I'd rather know where he's going to be as opposed to facing an unknown situation, okay? That's how I think. 
If the Ravens use their 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, two receivers, or in the Ravens' case, 21 personnel, because they use Patrick McCarr just like a tight end, okay? That will keep Hutchinson matched up against Ronnie Stanley. That's best on best. That's what you want. I would then throw the ball because when I broke down the Lions' tape, I didn't see the same pass rush production from their base defense that I saw out of their nickel package. Throwing the football in the National Football League depends on how well you protect. That's the bottom line. The Lions actually ranked 25th in the National Football League defending 12 personnel in the past. Opposing quarterbacks have a quarterback rating of 112.5, and they've thrown, you know, Four touchdown passes. Keep in mind the Lions ranked sixth overall per attempted pass in the NFL. You know, I'm not saying you can't run 11 personnel. All I'm saying is there's a big difference throwing against the 25th ranked scheme versus the sixth ranked scheme. It's not how it looks, guys. What matters is the results and winning. Like it. We'll see if they listen. I'm sure they're listening. We'll see if they act. (laughs) Uh, You were a linebacker. We know you love yourself some linebackers. The Lions have a couple of really athletic ones. What problems do they present in the second level of their defense? When you play linebacker in the National Football League or at any level, you're only as good as the defensive line that plays in front of you. That's a fact. The Lions' front four is stout, and they, they don't get blown back into the laps of the scraping linebackers. So that's, that allows these linebackers to make plays. Number 34, Alex, you know, uh, this guy, this Anzalone, Italian, Anzalone, yeah. okay? Yeah. I mean, it's like baloney. Okay? <laughs> He's all over the place. He's quick. He, he can fill. He plays a lot with a lot of range. He's sideline to sideline. He also is their best cover guy, you know, taking mm-hmm. running backs out of the backfield. And he's got length. You know, he's 6'3 in uh, speed to help handle an athletic tight end in coverage. First-round pick, Jack Campbell out of Iowa, you know, he was the 2022 College Buckus Award winner. So that just gives you an idea of his talent. Jack hasn't, you know, he hasn't quite lived up to those expectations from what I've seen on tape. But he can run and he can make some critical plays outside the tackle box in space. He's got height just like uh, Anzalone, and uh, he can run with the tight end if he's needed. The Lions are tough to run against. They're first overall in defending the run. They're second in average you know, yards given up per, per play at, at six, uh, 3.26 per carry. That's stout. The good news is, is the Lions haven't faced a triple threat, like, mm-hmm. you know, quarterback Lamar Jackson. So that will pose a problem for them in terms of reacting to his speed. The only team that was close to the Ravens with that type of athletic talent at quarterback was Seattle with uh, Geno Smith. Geno, Geno had a great game. This was one of the best games. I mean, I, when I went back and looked at the game, I said, man, this was a great game. Yeah. I mean, I never really heard about it until I watched it. You know, they won in overtime yeah. 37-31 at Detroit. That game, you know, like I said, was played back in week two. And what I try to do is look at the successful plays. That's what I'm looking for. I'll, that's a leading indicator mm-hmm. to me. You know, the teams that have scored that many points, they have to be doing something right. You know, in that game, the Seahawks ran a lot of 12 and 13 personnel packages. He threw the ball 41 times, completed 32 for 328 yards passing. He was only sacked one time, and he was only pressured with a hurry one other time. Think about what I'm saying here, guys. And it was on the road for right. them at Detroit. So that, that's that's something I'm hoping uh, the Ravens coaches take a look at. Bobby D, any adva- any area, excuse me, where you think the Ravens have a distinct advantage? You know, early in the season, you guys asked me about my relationship 
with the new Ravens safeties coach, Denard Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, as a former Maryland Terp, we go way back. I told you guys a story about my own growth and transition from a player at Maryland, then a world champion NFL coach at Washington, and, and then lastly, a personnel director for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. Both were Super Bowl contenders at the time. My overall point was understanding personnel makes you a better coach. And we are seeing that take place on the field with Baltimore right now. The Ravens secondary is still ranked number one in the NFL. I mentioned earlier that the Ravens offense should keep the Lions-based defense on the field for a reason. That reason was their personnel, backed up by their horrible pass defense statistics. Here's the bottom line. The Lions in their base 3-4 defense are slower. Okay, they can't put that nickel that they're talking mm-hmm. about. Brian Byrne back on the field if they're in base. He doesn't come on. Okay, he, he's on the sidelines watching. And the Ravens will have a distinct speed advantage using the legs and arm of Lamar Jackson running and passing the football. I'm so confident in my assessment. I would even speed it up by using a no huddle attack plan hmm. just to make sure they can't make any substitutions and get off the field. You know, eventually they'll go to a nickel to try and match speed for speed, potentially. You know, and once they do that, that opens up the running game and the RPOs should be a big factor. You know, that's how I see it, guys. Beautiful. Bobby, you told us last week, don't get handsy over there in London. Those zebras, they're flagging (laughs) everything on the defense downfield. Any observations for this game? I told you they were going to throw those guys in. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I was a young coach at Washington, one of my jobs was to actually hire local high school or college officials to come out and officiate our practice during the week. We would ask those local officials to call the practice sessions exactly how we anticipated the game to be called. Wow. You know, when I was coaching, we turned over every stone in our weekly preparation and didn't want any surprises on game day. Jason, I know you like the gambling angle of this I business. I do. And you need to start preparing yourself for a day when Vegas catches up to us by 105.7 a fan and starts setting it over and under for pass interference calls <laughs> on game day. Okay. Uh, let's get to the Zebras uh, this week. They got a head referee uh, by the name of Brad Rogers. Good news for the Ravens defense. Bad news for the Ravens offense. We have an anti-offense officiating crew. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't believe how many offensive holding calls. These guys are just like – I mean, it was one drive where they had three offensive holding calls played, you know, in just one drive alone. So, uh, needless to say, the Ravens offensive line needs to be real careful. They can't be bear-hugging, okay? they got to keep their hands in tight so that it doesn't get caught. They also call offensive pass interference as well. So the receivers can't be pushing off. Okay. They got to get into their route and, you know, keep their hands in tight there. Good news for the home team win percentage. The home team wins 67% of the time. So they just got to make sure they play the officials and keep their hands in tight this week on offense. Bobby DePaul, let the people know about uh, the Bobby DePaul charities and the walking with Anthony foundation. Bobby DePaul Charities is a proud supporter of the Walking with Anthony Foundation, a charity organization on a mission to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver financial aid assistance or equipment to those in need. If you'd like to help me out, help some kids, go online to www.walkingwithanthony.org and make a donation. 
Or if you want to make a direct donation, you can hit the Venmo charity link and Venmo at Bobby DePaul Charities. And thanks again for all your support. Bobby D, always great. Thanks so much for your time. Go enjoy your happy hour. Okay, guys, man. Have a great weekend. Should be a great game. Coming up next, it is a Friday. Time for our bold predictions at six-pack time, our six-pack of bold predictions for the game Sunday next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.